0: Chapter Three of the Red Cross Girls with the Italian Army. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Red Cross Girls with the Italian Army by Margaret Vandercook. Chapter Three Italia. The next afternoon at four o'clock, Sonia and Nona and the three new Red Cross nurses were having tea on the broad terrace of the Bertolini, which overhangs Naples. Beyond them lay the city and the bay, and in front, wrapped in her usual amethyst cloud, stood Vesuvius. Although it was only late February, spring was soon coming to southern Italy. Already the quiver of her arrows had been felt in the gardens and woods, as the shrubs and the branches of the trees were green. The almond and cherry buds were beginning to open and their fragrance filled the air with a wonderful perfume the manner in which the girls were drinking tea and eating strange italian sweets would have suggested to no one the peril through which they had just passed but then there was no sign of gloom or of war among the italian visitors at the garden there were a few soldiers wearing uniforms but this would have been true in times of peace in italy I declare it is worth everything we have suffered to spend just this one afternoon in such an enchanted place, Molly Drew exclaimed with true Irish abandon to the emotion of the moment. I never dreamed Italy was so lovely. In coming over here to nurse, one feels as if Italy would do more for us than we can ever do for her. Open my heart, and you will see graved inside of it Italy, Nona responded, holding her teacup in her hand and gazing at the wonderful panorama about them. Not far off, down the slope of the terrace, stood a beautiful cedar of Lebanon, its green branches spreading forth like a canopy with a deeper green tone beneath, while halfway up its trunk, a cluster of young cherry trees were covered with white mists of blossoms. Sonia Valesky had not been paying much attention to the conversation of the four girls, but now she glanced toward Nona Davis and smiled. Nona... Do I have to hear you quote poetry from the time we start for Italy until we return home? Because it seems to me you break into rhyme with almost every other sentence. I trust you will try Italian poetry upon the Italian soldiers when you are nursing. I wonder if you girls know more of the language than Nona and I do. We have been studying for the past few months, and long ago I thought I knew a little Italian. In finding herself apparently acting as chaperone for four Red Cross girls instead of one, Sonia was surprised, and had not yet taken an opportunity to make up her mind whether she were altogether pleased. At present, however, she appeared to have no choice in the matter. When she and Nona had finally concluded to come to Italy, Nona had written to several friends engaged in Red Cross work in New York City, and through them had made their plans for the trip to Italy. At the time, Nona was told that three or four other Red Cross nurses would probably be going over on the same steamer, and a prominent New York physician as well, but there had been no meeting between any of them until they had found one another on the ship. But even then, as Sonya had preferred to spend a good part of each day in her stateroom, she had left most of the friendliness to Nona, and had only talked to the other Red Cross girls a few times, and without any suggestion of a future intimacy but the night they had passed together in danger appeared to have altered their relation. The morning after their safe arrival in Naples, Molly Drew had come into Nona's and Sonia's room, first to thank Sonia for her kindness the night before, and also to apologize for what she chose to call her own lack of self-control. Afterward, she said frankly, I don't know whether either of you is interested to know anything about me, but if you don't mind, I'd like to have you know. I've just taken the nurse's training for the past two years in order to help with the war nursing. My father used to be an Irish politician in New York City, and we had considerable money. But as he has lost most of it, and married again, and there are a good many children in our family, I thought I should learn to take care of myself. Molly must have been about eighteen or twenty. She was not very aristocratic in appearance, but she was all the prettier for this. Indeed, she was what one is apt to consider a typical Irish girl. Her eyes were very big and grey, with thick dark lashes and brows, and with soft shadows under them. She had a wealth of bright reddish hair, and the delicate skin with the few freckles which usually accompany it. So far in their acquaintance, Molly had appeared entirely demure and sweet-tempered, but Sonia wondered if these characteristics would continue under different circumstances. For the present, molly had taken a great fancy to her and wished to make a good impression on board the steamer dolores king the second of the new red cross girls had exchanged confidences with nona davis dolores was from new orleans and belonged to an old creole family so as she and nona were both southerners a bond had straightway been established between them even on board the steamer they had spent a good deal of time together and planned to work together if possible since nona dreaded the loneliness without the former red cross girls as a matter of fact the two girls formed a really charming picture together nona davis was as tall and delicately fair as the proverbial fairy princess while dolores king's spanish name suggested her appearance she was a dainty little thing very vivacious and daring yet dark and vivid as a tropical flower the third new girl agatha burton had light brown hair and eyes a quiet manner and although friendly with the others so far had not considered it necessary to say much concerning herself she also was a new york girl who had been trained in a new york city hospital but it was sonia who had allowed her fellow-travellers to know nothing of her past history in agreeing to come aboard with nona davis whom she had adopted and regarded almost as a younger sister sonia had made nona promise to keep her story a secret for sonia was weary of the curiosity and the interest and the questioning which any knowledge of her life always excited among strangers her foreign name was enough to make people curious and Sonya still continued to be called madame valeski although she had never married she had decided that she preferred to be regarded merely as a society woman who had spent a conventional life as she had sufficient money for herself and Nona to live upon quietly, and as her own beauty and rather unusual social distinction gave this impression, Sonya had no difficulty in establishing the reputation. I know Italian fairly well and will be glad to be of assistance at any time. Agatha Burton now replied, "I suppose we will travel a part of the distance to the north of Italy together." But no one paid much attention to her answer because just then. Nona began to wave her hand and cause a mild disturbance among the groups of people at the tea-tables, who are always prepared to be amused by American girls. There is Dr. Latham wandering about and looking like a shabby old bear among all these handsome Italians. Suppose I ask him to join us? But without waiting for an invitation, the big doctor came lumbering up he must have been about forty but appeared much older as his hair was grey and his eyebrows shaggy over his fine keen eyes since the war began he had made several discoveries of great importance to the care of the wounded and his journey to italy was being made for the purpose of explaining his discoveries to the italian medical profession now without revealing the fact he quietly observed the entire group of women and knew how they were feeling with one apparently casual glance the four girls he saw had entirely recovered from the night of stress through which they had so recently passed but the good-looking woman whose name was too difficult to remember and who was not disposed to be pleased with him appeared much the worse for wear well that is natural enough as she is older than the others dr latham concluded while nona and dolores the two girls for whom he had showed a decided liking during their crossing made a place for him between them However, Dr. Latham had confessed to himself that Sonia's courage and self-possession the night of their disaster had amazed him, as his particular bête noire was the type of idle society woman whom he believed she represented. To be idle or to care for society at any time, Dr. Latham considered an evidence of mental weakness, but to be either of those things, with almost the entire world at war, showed a moral weakness as well. Yet, for some reason which she could scarcely have explained to herself, Sonia rather enjoyed encouraging the good doctor's poor opinion of her. She had asked Nona particularly not to undeceive him. If Dr. Latham had known she had spoken of him as the good doctor, he would have liked her even less. May I give you some tea? Did you ever see any place in your entire life so beautiful and so romantic as Naples? Of course, I have to quote poetry in Italy when Italy is the home of romance and beauty. Nona ejaculated, not waiting for a reply to any of her rapid-fire questions. However, Dr. Latham shook his head over the suggestion of tea. "'Don't believe in stimulants, though I suppose tea is the best of the lot. See here, Miss Nona, it is all very well for girls to talk about the romance of Italy, but I wonder how much you American girls know of her history. Are you familiar with the story of the new Italy, madame? So unexpectedly did Dr. Latham now turned upon sonia that she started as she was scarcely listening to him why no i'm afraid not but perhaps information is not so important to me as i've no knowledge and no idea of doing red cross work sonia's tone was intentionally careless she did not desire the american doctor to consider that he had any interest in her or authority over her he might feel he possessed both with regard to the american red cross nurses but that instant nona frowned with evident annoyance upon Sonya. they were devoted to each other but this did not prevent them from having occasional quarrels few people who live together escape entirely but more particularly they do not when they happen to be two girls or women nona really liked and admired the celebrated new york physician immensely and did not intend that Sonya should be rude to him but the rest of us are going to nurse and would like you to tell us something of recent italian history Very much indeed, she insisted warmly, becoming more annoyed by Sonia's slow-teasing smile. You see, I have always been wondering why one always speaks of Italy as a democracy when Italy has a king. The big doctor grunted. Yes, that is true, but you'll soon be finding out that there are no more truly democratic people in the world in spirit than these same Italians, and their king, I hear, has only been away from the front for two days since Italy's war began." a great little man this vittorio emanuel the do you realize italy is the only country in history that has ever had a rebirth of greatness and that there have been only three kings since the new italy began dr latham smiled good-naturedly at sonia i hope i am not boring everybody too much but this story of modern italy is rather a passion for me my grandfather fought with garibaldi to free italy from austria in eighteen forty eight and to create a united country now i am also trying to fight in the way i hope to be of most value for the for the italia irredenta the american doctor paused as if he were a little embarrassed by his own enthusiasm but before anyone else could reply molly drew leaned over the tea-table and said i am a very ignorant irish person big doctor so please do not tell on me i have never had the courage to make this confession until now but honestly I don't know what Italia Irredenta means, although I've been hearing the expression ever since Italy entered the present war. Dr. Latham laughed, pleased with Molly's honesty. Probably a good many other persons are in the same state, Miss Drew, but will not confess. Nevertheless, as we are going to nurse the wounded from the neighborhood of the same Italia Irredenta, we ought to understand. You see, when Italy was freed by our three great patriots, Cavour, her political mazzini her spiritual and garibaldi her fighting patriot and when all the little kingdoms in which italy was then divided were transformed into the present italy the italians wished the high border of the alps for the natural border of their country this was true before the time of christ yet in the last revolution they succeeded in securing only a small portion of their beautiful white chain of hills austria still controls the highest summits of the alps and some of italy's oldest cities these are the provinces on the austrian frontier the italia iridenta which italy is striving to win back italy also is fighting for peace and the future of civilization there was never before so single a cause in all the world's history then the big doctor made an awkward shamefaced bow but i am not a german professor in disguise In future, I promise to swallow all the information I may be able to find concerning Italy, or anything else, if you will say you forgive me for making my one historical lecture. In future, I'll stick to my own subjects. Nona Davis nodded, and then sighed. As long as the lecture is over, there is nothing else we can do, though a little learning is a dangerous thing. Please remember. Then she lowered her voice a little. But don't talk about being a German, please, doctor, even in fun when we are in an enemy country i suppose i have been doing red cross nursing so long and have had so many queer experiences i have grown to believe no one can be too careful one can never guess and the most unlikely person is often suspected besides i know you will think i am only self-conscious or worse but i have had a sensation as if we were being watched pretty carefully ever since we arrived in naples the big doctor shook himself and laughed American girls are fairly apt to be noticed in Italy, or watched, if you like that word better, at all times. I don't think you will be the exception, but if you are thinking of returning to your hotel, I should like to see you safely there. Moreover, I should like to speak to you alone, madame. He turned to Sonia and arose. Mystified, she got up, the four girls following her example. It was impossible to imagine what the American doctor could have to tell her which he did not wish her companions to hear. She had certainly made every effort to discourage any possible intimacy or even further acquaintance between them. But plainly he was not easily to be discouraged or set aside from any purpose he might have in mind. Sonia was accustomed to having men admire her. Yet she realized the American doctor not only did not admire, but even distrusted and disliked her. Therefore his confidence could have nothing to do with himself. However, she had to acknowledge to herself that he had a force that was difficult to disregard. Walking on ahead with Dr. Latham, she did not observe, although Nona Davis did, that two young men who had been at one of the tea-tables not far away kept their party in sight by following them at a respectful distance. But this was because Dr. Latham began on his subject without wasting any time in preliminaries. It is about that young musician who crossed with us that I wish to speak i might as well tell you madame valeschi i may understand sick bodies but not sick minds and that is what i presume is at present the trouble with this young italian in any case i had a note from him this morning bidding me come to him as soon as possible i thought the boy might be ill with a sore throat or some other ailment from that nonsense of singing in the damp air of the night but his voice seems unaffected for he told me a long story he seems to feel he eternally disgraced himself by his cowardice, and so never dares trust himself to become a soldier. I was to say a great deal to the various señoritas, to beg their forgiveness and their prayers, in a hundred different ways, and ask them to remember him kindly. Oh, stuff and nonsense, the end of the boy's confidence was that he was planning to do away with himself in a fit of remorse and dread of the future. I told you his was a bad case of artistic temperament. Sonia felt her head swimming a little. She had not liked Nona's intimacy with the young Italian on board ship. Nevertheless, he was a strangely gifted boy, and somehow his weakness and dependence on her in the night of their common danger had changed her feelings to one of interest. She seemed to hear the boy's magical voice again singing so gallantly. I will die cheering if I needs must die, so shall my last breath write upon my lips, Viva Italia! and you left him alone, knowing that he might—but the gruff doctor interrupted her. Yes, I left him alone, but asleep from a powder I gave him. Perhaps I am not such a brute as you think, and maybe I understand talented, wayward boys better than you dream. Also, he promised me not to carry out his threat until he had a talk with you. You suddenly appeared to have been transformed into his Madonna of rescue and of pity. The big doctor ended grimly, the moment before he assisted Sonya into her carriage, followed by Molly Drew and Dolores King, and then he deliberately entered the second carriage with Nona Davis and Agatha Burton. But Sonya was scarcely conscious of what became of him. She was fearing their new acquaintance would not wait to talk with her. Better than other people could imagine, she knew what it was to feel oneself a coward at a time when one longed to be a hero. End of Chapter Three.